Professor Grunsplatter's Spookatorium. I am your curator, Professor Grunsplatter. Beyond these doors crouch the wonders, horrors, and wry smiles of an uncanny world. This world, your world. Should you choose to come inside, the sounds and stories that the shadows tell will be yours to behold. Make no mistake, it is a place of questions, not answers. A place where the tickle in your belly or the twitch in your eye simply mean you're paying attention. But then if you weren't curious, you wouldn't be here. There will be no refunds once you enter. Thank you for your attention and the brave ones.
Greetings, welcome to episode 65 of Professor Gruntsplatter's Spookatorium. Today's show opened with Body Clock and the track Torturous World off the 1995 release Grip Life, and that was a side project of Chris Moriarty, Rest in Peace, uh, from Controlled Bleeding. Uh, following that was Desolation Swarm with Dead Air off the Eternal EP from 2020. Uh, coming up in a bit, uh, this was a fun one to dig into, we will be looking at the life of Cyrus Reed Teed, who uh, received a vision in regards to the Hollow Earth and turned it into a utopian cult. First, though, this is Conversations About the Light with the Unlocked Door.
That was Blessed Sacrifice with Failing Grasp from the Loss of Innocence release. Uh, before that was Yanai with The Crossing off of the Pact EP. And opening that set was Conversations About the Light with The Unlocked Door, and that comes from the Post Meridian and Weary 3-inch CDR. Join me in the Spookatorium Portraiture Gallery, home to some of history's more eccentric characters. This story starts in an area of the country that I have developed a fascination with that came to be known as the Burned Over District. Uh, It's portions of western and central New York State, and it was so nicknamed because of a surge of spiritual and new religions arising there with a fervor in the early to mid-19th century. Uh, Mormonism began there in around 1828, Millerism, which preached a second coming and still has its influence uh, on Seventh-day Adventists, started there in 1834. Uh, The Shaker era of manifestations started in the region in 1837. Uh, The Fox Sisters seances that would launch the spiritualist movement began in 1848. The Oneida Society started there in 1884, and there are others, but you get the idea. Um, This was an area that was churning through new communal ideas, new interpretations of established scripture, and new ways of engaging with the mysteries of the world. Cyrus Reed Teed was born in this region in 1839, the second son of what would ultimately be eight children. He grew up Baptist, ended up fighting with the Union in the Civil War and then attended the New York Eclectic Medical College before establishing his practice in Utica. Eclectic medicine being a school of thought that at the time leaned heavily on herbalism and botanical remedies. Uh, Some reports mention electricity, alchemy, magnetism were part of his treatment regime. Others don't mention that at all, so I'm not certain about that. In 1869, something happened, and the accounts of this vary a little bit in their details. Uh, Some reports say that Teed had achieved the lead-into-gold transmutation of alchemical lore. Some suggest he was simply contemplating the nature of the earth in his laboratory. What seems to be agreed upon is that Teed had a vision of a beautiful woman that he interpreted as a message from God. And the woman explained to him, quote, the true nature of the universe and his place in it, unquote. He was told that he would interpret the symbols of the Bible for the scientific age. He already had come to interpret the passage of Isaiah 40:12, quote, who has measured the waters in the hollow of his hand, unquote, as the hand being the earth, and therefore the earth being hollow. We in fact lived inside the earth, and rather than looking out to the cosmos, we were looking toward the center of the earth. He published a pamphlet in 1869 entitled The Illumination of Koresh, Marvelous Experience of the Great Alchemist at Utica, New York. Koresh being the Hebrew equivalent of his first name, Cyrus. 
Teed wasn't the first to put forth a hollow earth theory. It was first mentioned by Athanasius Kircher in 1665. Uh, that was later picked up by Edmund Haley, who incidentally Haley's Comet is named after in 1692, but it had been convincingly disproven by 1774, nearly a hundred years before Teed's vision. Teed, however, was just getting started. In 1870, under the pen name Kirish, Teed published a further development of his theory as the cellular cosmogony. Uh, this put forth that the cosmos was like an egg, and we lived on the inner surface of that shell. The hollow of the egg contained all things, the sun, moon, stars, planets. Outside the egg, there was nothing. The shell of the egg was approximately 100 miles thick, divided into 17 layers. There are five outermost mineral layers, and then seven metallic layers, and finally the innermost five layers are the geological strata that are familiar to us. The sun is at the very center and is invisible, and what we see is a reflection of the actual sun that ro rotates from dark to light, meaning one side is black and the other is light, and that gives the impression of day and night. Uh, the moon is a reflection of the earth, and the planets are reflections of, quote, mercurial disks floating between the metallic layers of the shell, unquote. Perhaps not surprisingly, after this uh, was released, he came to be known as a bit of a kook, and his medical practice suffered. Uh, he ended up moving from Utica to Binghamton, uh, New York, about 100 miles away, to set up a new practice. And it was here that he came to visit the Harmony Society in Economy just across the border in Pennsylvania and was exposed to their way of communal celibate communism. Uh, he was also admitted into the membership of the North Family of Shakers in Lebanon, New York, and started to develop ideas for his own communal society. He ultimately established a small commune, largely of his extended family, in Morovia, New York, in 1880. Uh, in 1884, he was accused of profiting off of telling people that he was the second coming of Christ. He was able to resolve those legal issues by repaying the money. Uh, but his situation in New York was devolving, and in 1886 he was invited to Chicago by the National Association of Mental Science and gave a lecture on the brain, which he followed up with a round of faith healing. Uh, there he was credited with healing a woman who couldn't walk, and shortly after this the Mental Science Foundation launched a metaphysical college called the World College of Life, and Teed taught there uh, proving to be very popular with middle-class educated women and established a new commune uh, home in Chicago. He also had one of his m members establish a home in San Francisco, but a couple years later that was closed and the members were absorbed into the Chicago commune. Teed would send people to visit the Harmonists and the Shakers and was developing a plan to unify these different societies with his Koreshans into what he called the Confederation of Celibate Societies. There are reports that in 1888, uh, Teed was accused of practicing medicine in Illinois without a license after the husband of one of his followers died from pneumonia. Uh, Teed's treatment had simply been prayer, 
And this persecution, though, did not dissuade his followers, most of whom were women, because Teed was speaking out for their rights as humans as part of his doctrine. Teed rejected the patriarchy and subservience of women in society, as well as sexual desire of any kind. His vision was one of a, quote, conflagration of males and females, unquote, that would result in a neutered single gender. He railed against traditional churches for their support of marriage and the cycle, he said, of reproduction and death. Uh, Teed ultimately began to fear that he would be killed by the angry husbands of his followers, but was excited that he would then be able to lead his flock in his astral form. Uh, there were public hearings and debates among the husbands about whether he should face mob justice or await the law to resolve his disruptive behavior. Uh, this led to uh, Teed choosing to leave Chicago for Estero, Florida, which he dubbed the New Jerusalem. There he established a Koreshian University. He told the followers that came to him that it would one day be the capital of the world. He thought uh, that when he experienced physical death, he would rise to heaven and his followers would be taken with him. They began to try and insert themselves into the local politics of the area. And in 1906, there was an altercation where Teeds was severely beaten. He never fully recovered from the beating. Uh, it was believed to be a contributing factor to his death uh, two years later in 1908. His followers kept watch over his body, awaiting the ascendance to heaven, but when the corpse began to decompose, local authorities stepped in and insisted that the body be buried. He was entombed on December 27, 1908, in Estero, Florida. Teed's crypt was destroyed in a storm in 1921, and yet his congregation continued into the 70s. Interestingly, there are parallels that have been found between the teaches, teachings of David Koresh, who led the Branch Davidians in Waco, Texas, and the teachings of Teed's Koreshian philosophy. That article in Nova Religio was behind a paywall, so I don't have that, but it was published by a University of California press, so I would assume there are some legitimate research there. Um, but believe it or not, this was a, a very abridged version of this story. There were lots of publications, lots of uh, cross-pollination and outreach to some of the other similar groups of the time. Um, but it's, it was a lot of dates and, and strange names, and so I whittled it down a little bit. But um, this is another example of ideas emerging from that burned-over district of New York Another example of people's willingness to believe things that make very little sense. And another example of how far one passionate person can impact the world around them with their ideas.
That was glaring with Vision from her Limbus release from 2020, I think. Uh, before that was Nor for Rachel with A Prayer. And opening that set was Locust Revival with the title track from their Your Delusions Are Not Mine EP that came out in 2022. The Spookatorium exists to showcase music and ideas. I am not an expert at anything, and I have no agenda beyond fostering curiosity. The show is not monetized on any platform. It's available on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and others. A video version is available on the Cryonic Mind YouTube page. If you can like, subscribe, comment, etc., it helps the show's visibility. If your music was featured here and you'd prefer it was not, let me know and I will remove it from the feed. You can reach the show at spookatorium at gmail.com. The website can be found at spookatorium.org, and your comments are always welcome. Thanks very much for spending some time here.
That was Detritivore with Mesa. Uh, before that was Hallowed Butchery with Death to All. And that set opened with Black Mayonnaise and the track Floating Body 2. That is going to do it for this episode of the Spookatorium. Thank you, as always, for stopping by. It is much appreciated. As we turn out the lights today, this is Christ Driver with Sight. If only you could see what I've seen.